CJ McCollum, really good at scoring the basketball, but there's still something holding the Pelicans offense back despite his addition. Let's talk about it in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday, back with y'all. I needed a day off, just a little bit exhausted with traveling for work and all of the trade deadline stuff last week. It was quite busy, but we're back, and the Pelicans lost the other night in somewhat bad fashion to the Memphis Grizzlies. I want to talk about how CJ McCollum played. He was great in that one despite not making a three. And not making a three is what's holding this team back because they only made four. Four in that game. You're never going to win a basketball game anymore if you don't do that. And then I do want to talk about Trey Murphy and some of the rotations and lineups because we, you know, spoiler alert, no, I don't know why Trey Murphy isn't playing and a guy like Garrett Temple is, but I do want to break that down a little bit more. So that's the rundown for today's show. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week normally, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Trade talk, rumors, we'll get into all that this offseason and play on the court. Maybe we'll get another Zion update sometime soon. And we'll maybe talk a little bit more about that situation coming up at some point next week. And today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. So we don't need to really look too much at the Grizzlies game. 121-109 over the New Orleans Pelicans. This one I really think comes down to... One, Memphis came out and just kind of like punched New Orleans in the face. They put up 37 in that first quarter, looked lively, and New Orleans was kind of on their back heels the rest of the way. But they could have won this game, right? If you look at some of the numbers, and you know, no John Morant makes this look a little bit worse, you know, to only lose by, what, 13, uh, 12, despite only making four threes, it, that's the story here, and we'll get into that coming up in the next segment. But I do want to focus on CJ McCollum. Sorry, 30 points on the night, six rebounds, seven assists, two steals, not one single turnover. This is an unbelievably tremendous game from him. He didn't make a three. If I told you CJ McCollum had 30 points, how many threes do you think he would have made? Four, five, six, seven? Something along those lines, maybe. And he didn't make one. And it shows you how good he is at scoring and gives this team threatening guard play that just doesn't exist with anyone else on the roster, maybe outside of Brandon Ingram. But this was something that if you watched a lot of film of him in the past, yes, he's known as a three-point shooter, 40% from his career, but he has ability to get points in other ways, and his handle is incredibly tight. Like, his handle is really good at weaving through traffic kind of that snake dribble that sometimes you can hear people referencing you know when he's going in and out of traffic doing things like that and not losing the ball he was 0 for 5 from 3 he took 20 other shots in this game everywhere on the court mid-range at the rim all of that 
You need a good handle to be able to get to those spots, get the shot off, particularly at a slightly undersized guard, but not tremendously. And he didn't turn the ball over once. It's like, I wish I could have made that light if you're watching it on YouTube, just like turn on above me here instead of just like making it look like I have blonde hair or something. That's, that's incredible. There's no one else capable of doing that on this roster, of having that efficient of a game, at least from the guard position. They needed something like this for having pretty subpar guard play last season and all of this year and not having someone who has handles like that in the backcourt. It's so nice to watch this guy play and to see what he's capable of doing and how it opens the court up for others too. He drives into the middle in that mid-range. Teams are going to step out on him. You might bring a, a big man out to try and guard him a little bit more because you're so worried about him going out and shooting the ball. And he's because re he's really capable of doing it, right? And that's what opens the door for him to have some of the assists that he does. Seven in this game. Those are great numbers. Being able to create for others because you're such an offensive threat and have court gravity everywhere. Not just on the three-point line, but from mid-range too. Teams are actively worried about him driving, which means he's going to put them in rotation situations. He beats his primary defender off the dribble. Someone needs to come over and help, which means someone else is open. And CJ is a good enough passer. He's not elite, but he's good enough to be able to get the ball to those spots, which then creates another rotation, potentially, and so on and so forth. And you create easy offense that way just because he's a credible threat from everywhere out there on the basketball court. Pels have not had anyone like this since Drew, since before him at some point, probably too. Like going back, to, I don't know, Chris Paul, you know, something along those lines is how needed a player like this was for New Orleans because the backcourt had become so abysmal at times and so non-existent. And Devontae Graham is in a horrid slump right now. One of six from the field. He's made two shots his past three games, I think. You need some threats in the backcourt. And C.J. McCollum provides that. Again, the handles. Watch him in this game tonight. Hopefully I'm not jinxing him here, right? He dribbles so well and has such a tight handle. It's not loose. You're not worried about him losing the ball for the most part. That's an important thing that New Orleans has not had before. And again, this is why they went after this guy. He was available. He fit the need. They didn't give up significant assets to get him and can still improve in other ways potentially too. He's, you know, The wins aren't there, but I don't think that's due to him. I think that's due to... Defense, which is partially due to him. I think it's due to Devontae Graham and the lack of shooting, but certainly not really due to CJ McCollum. And you're not throwing him in like the top 10 reasons why this team is losing basketball games right now. But one reason is big. It's been big all season long, and this needs to inform how the Pelicans approach the offseason. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of. Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Bet Online. Football might be over the season, but basketball is in full swing for both pro and college hoops. And so, for the latest odds, totals, and player performance props, you can go to betonline.net. It's the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, 
boxing and UFC odds, and you can get Olympic coverage and information there as well. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. We're here free and available five days a week. No paywall or anything like that. Just the Pelicans talk that you want to hear. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show and please leave a five-star review with a comment wherever you get your shows from. It really helps and keeps the show free and five days a week for you. Also, if you want to just support the show, take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review with a quick comment. And now... Go check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. You need that insight. You can't get it from a box score. All right. So we are talking a little bit like tangentially, I think, about the Memphis Grizzlies win over the New Orleans Pelicans. since I didn't touch on this yesterday. Look, this game just it highlights something, right? This is actually a winnable game for New Orleans. Really helps that John Morant wasn't in there because he might have scored 70 points, it feels like, at least 40 if he was out there against this backcourt with Devontae Graham. But he wasn't in there, and Tyus Jones like stepped in and filled in admirably. 27 freaking points for backup. Um, but New Orleans could have won this, and there's other games this year, Miami Heat being one of them, and t- plenty of other games that I can't think of off the top of my head, but New Orleans could have won if they just shot the ball at like a league average rate. This team is so bad at three-point shooting. It is so unbelievably bad. They had four made threes in this. I I, I struggle with that number. Four of 26. 15.4%. You're not going to win basketball games, NBA games, in 2022 and beyond if you only make four threes i i can't get over that number by contrast the memphis grizzlies had six made threes right that's 18 points right there all right sorry they had 10 made threes at six more that's an 18 point swing if new orleans makes 10 six more they win this game in terms of you're just adding it to the score And even then, that's not shooting particularly great. You're not shooting 50%. You're shooting closer to 40. But even if they got to 30%, right, you'd start to feel a little bit better. But that is not something this team really does. And it's been an issue all season long. They're 27th in three-point percentage at, just went away from me here, 32.7%. On the season, they make just 10.73s per game. You're not going to win when you're doing that. Part of this is Devontae Graham being in just a horrific shooting slump at this point. And if he's not shooting well, he's not bringing much to the table. He's not bringing defense. He's not bringing a ton of playmaking. What else is, why else is he out there if not to make threes? He played in this one 22 minutes. Why is he out there for 22 minutes if he's one of six? And look, they scaled his minutes back in this one, and they're starting to go down a little bit. But why is he either still starting, and why is he playing significant minutes, and why is this not necessarily resulting in some sort of benching? Jose Alvarado played eight. There's no world where you have a guy like Devonta Graham playing basically three times as many minutes as, as Jose Alvarado is, even if Jose Alvarado went 0 for 2 and didn't make a shot in this game. At least he gives you other 
things out there on the court and brings other skills. Devontae Graham's not doing that. Undersized, bad at defense. If he's not shooting well, it's a net negative for the Pelicans out there on the court. Something needs to change with this, right? We've seen other guys get demoted and bench. Jackson Hayes being one. Now you could argue that they just don't have enough quality guards to give you know take away his minutes fully. I don't disagree with that, but you've got to at least start thinking about a change in role or something like that. Luka Doncic right now is like licking his chops waiting to get at this backcourt. But maybe you can put in Alvarado there or something. Look, it's going to be other players guarding him, probably Herb Jones. But you need more from your backcourt. So you're getting it from CJ. You just need to find the right running mate for him. And maybe that's, again, putting Jackson Hayes in the starting lineup, uh, you know, demoting Devontae Graham to the bench and citing B.I. at the two. It's going to give you more defense in the backcourt and on the perimeter just by that alone. And not needing him or Herb to cover a frontcourt player, mostly uh, Brandon Ingram doing that. Because you now have Jackson Hayes, who at least has length, and then you still have JV down low. And so you, you just can't keep going with this because it's going to harm your shooting. And if you're not getting shooting but getting defense, at least you're getting something. And right now you're getting kind of nothing. I think. And so, you know, let me know in the comments below. Should Devontae Graham be benched? Should he be on coming off of the bench and with the second unit? Or do you think he should remain in the starting lineup in hopes that he gets his shot back and they start, you know, shooting a little bit better? But the larger point is this. As they look this offseason to what they need to add and do, it's shooting. I, 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 You know, it's shooting. It's as simple as that. Look, they gave Tony Snell some run. That wasn't bad. He had a three in this one. One of four guys to make a three. No one hit more than one. You need shooting. You need shooting. You need guys who can make threes. It's it's non-negotiable when you have a guy like Brandon Ingram out there and then in the future, Zion Williamson. And again, do you trust these guys to make open threes if Zion is out there? They're taking open shots. They're just not good shooters. So I don't think adding Zion's going to fix the three-point shooting. It'll just mean they're missing more shots, if anything. And I don't know if that's actually going to help New Orleans in any sort of way. So this offseason, when we're starting to talk, when we get there, free agent targets, things like that, yeah, it's going to be shooting, 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 probably in some more shooting too, and maybe a little bit of defense sprinkled in there. But they need to really figure this out. All right, coming up, we kind of talked about some of it here. I want to talk more about the rotation, the lineup. Trey Murphy, anybody? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. Look, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you may need. And you're going to go in there and it's going to be just a horrible experience. They're going to ask you questions you don't know the answer to. And this all is going to lead them to just find the one single part that their warehouse carries that you're going to have to fit into your car yourself, even if it might not. It might not be the best part available or the one you're really looking for. So you have access at, to rockauto.com on your computer at home and in your pocket on your phone. So save time and money when using rockauto.com. Do not choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. I buy all of my auto parts and I work on all of my cars over at rockauto.com. They're cheaper everywhere, at least like 99% of the time, which means I'm not looking anywhere else. I get everything I need there and I love it. It's a super easy to use website so I can go find the parts that I need for whichever car it is that I'm working on. And I can choose what I'm looking for. You know, for a daily driver, I don't need uh, brakes that are going to stop a race car. I want them to be good enough 
but I don't need to spend thousands of dollars on that. I can choose my prices over at rockauto.com. I can find the oils that I like to use in my cars. Whatever it is that I'm looking for, they have and they have multiple options. It's great. So you can choose the parts that fit your budget. So go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, and available on YouTube. For your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints. Ross Jackson breaking down everything you want to know about the black and gold. So we just talked a good bit about the game against the Memphis Grizzlies. You know, for a game that at times they were kind of getting run out and trying to come back in and having a terrible shooting night, I'm with you, dear listener. I don't know. It play, play Trey Murphy. I got so many questions after this game of why aren't they playing Trey? Why aren't they playing Trey? I, w- I wish I had something for you other than I don't know. And I'm right there with you in your frustration. You know, sometimes it's just obvious when things aren't working. And sometimes you look at things and we don't get to see it on the court yet. So we have theories about it. And this is one of those things that it just seems like he should be playing over a guy like Garrett Temple just for the pure idea of one of them has a future in the league and one is on the downslope of his career. Play the one who's where experience matters. And that's Trey Murphy. You shot four of 20-something in this game. Four of 26. You know who you drafted and was a really good shooter even if he's not done it a ton this season? Trey Murphy. He's not shooting amazing from three this season. Only 33.6%, 34%. But you know what? What have you got to lose? What are you going to do in this Memphis Grizzlies game that if you play him, it could hurt you more than what already happened? Garrett Temple, 0 for 3. 0 for 2 from 3. You get, you're going to have him not make a 3? Well, cool. The guys you're playing didn't do that. You're going to have, oh, he's going to play bad defense? Garrett Temple has been a terrible defender all season long. Why is this guy not playing? Also, you need defense. He's 6'9". He's got 6'9 wingspan. This is a guy that can go out and really help you and try and at least give you some more positional versatility. They need to start thinking about like switching more and things like that because they're trying to go through screens and no one navigates these well. He at least gives you an option to start switching a little bit more than what you're already doing to try and cut off some of these drives. I don't know. I'm with you on this one. Why is Jose Alvarado playing eight minutes in this game compared to Devontae Graham, who played 23, basically? I don't get it. You know, you're trying to win basketball games, and you're not, right? So it's not as if they're on a winning streak here, and it's, oh, you don't want to rock the boat. They've lost three out of their last four. Some of them in pretty rough fashion, and the issue's been what we always think the issues are. Lack of shooting, lack of defense. You drafted Trey Murphy to give you both of those two things. Play him. Play him. There's no reason not to at this point, and it's incredibly frustrating to see him on the bench when the Pelicans are losing games. This one was close. Different story. If they had a good three-point shooting night and they lost it on the final play of the game, I wouldn't be clamoring for this. And it's weird, right, because Willie Green has started Herb Jones most of the year. 
He's played an undrafted two-way player in Jose Alvarado. He, he gives the young guy minutes. But why not Trey? And I'm with you. I don't. If you have a guess, let me know in the YouTube comments because I've got no idea why this isn't happening. And it's frustrating because he should probably be out there given everything that we're seeing. And hopefully he'll get some run tonight. And if not, I'm probably going to yell about it a good bit on Monday's show. Um, sorry, on Friday's show. I'm a day off here. So that's what we're in this right now. Get ready for a rant tomorrow if we if they lose again and they don't make some changes. Though they've started to make a little bit of tweaks in the rotation, seeing Jackson Hayes coming early. But still, they need to do more and stop losing ground in the race for the 10th spot because this is what you're trying to achieve this season. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. I'll be landing back in New Orleans at like 6 o'clock today, Thursday, and trying to race to the game to be able to watch that one. So we'll have a podcast from my normal background and hopefully normal sound tomorrow night. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all then.